to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, located right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you decided to spend some time with us today, and for that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found over on uh, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, part of the Libsyn Network, if you get your great podcast over there. Uh, if you want to support the show, you know, if you sit around, you're like, God, I love this show. I hope it never goes away. There's something you can do to help with that. You can go over to patreon.com slash local bar and throw a dollar our way each and every month. That adds up and it helps us with the production costs and other stuff we want to do and keeps shows like this and our other show welding a family up. I've gotten, I've gotten quite a few emails if you want to send an email, by the way, chad at localbarmedia.com. I've gotten a lot of emails. They, You guys have seen the picture on uh, the Facebook page, the Local Bar Media Facebook page. Uh, if you if you listen to Welding a Family, it's the show that my wife and I do about our blended family. We, we took on a project on July 4th, and it took us 10 hours. And you can see the results, man. It is, it is something else. It is a... It is an incredible thing to behold, and uh, if you haven't checked that out, go, go over to the uh, to the uh, Facebook page for Local Bar Media, and uh, look at what we did with our closet. It is it is ridiculous. Eighteen and a half. For those of you who have asked, eighteen and a half bags of clothes, large trash bags, eighteen and a half large trash bags of clothes. That's that's what happened. It's just nuts. Uh, we'll talk about that and the follow-up to that this week on Welding a Family. If you haven't checked that out, uh, go check it out. One last bit of business. <clears throat> I want to say thank you to all of you who came out Saturday night to see uh, Don Merkel at the Blacksmiths play at the White Mule in Columbia, South Carolina. We had a very good time. as a great place. Uh, one of the coolest places to go and check out live music. George Fetner. And his folks opened up before, and man, they put on the show. If you if you're in Columbia and haven't seen George Fetner, you need to go. You need to go see him. Uh, from what I hear, the iteration of the band they have right now is not what he always plays with. I think uh, you need to go see this group. They're great. They were a lot of fun. Great energy on stage. Uh, a lot of cool guys, except one. Well, one was a little bit of a jerk to me. <laughs> then when he found out I played with the next band, he was cooler for a second. If he's listening, he knows who he is. Don't 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 be so assuming. Anyway, uh, we uh, we had a great time. It was a lot of fun, and thank you again all for you who who come out um, this Saturday at the hangar. Now, if you've never been to the Hunter Gatherer Hangar in Columbia, South Carolina, you are missing out. It's an old um, uh, is it World War Two? It's a really old hangar. Uh, that sat vacant for the longest time at a uh, public airport. You know, like a smaller airport where people have their little uh, tiny planes and they take off and they fly around. All, all the folks that are enthusiasts. Uh, they, uh, it's an airport down uh, in, in, right here in Rosewood. And uh, they, they took that, <laughs> that hangar like, we're not doing anything with it. <clears throat> it's historic. So let's make it a brewery. So they did. Um, 
really good beer, some really good pizza there. But uh, they've really kind of stepped up their game and getting some bands to play there. So this Saturday, Duncan Sims and the Accused, your boy singing on half the songs. Come check us out. If you have not seen uh, this band, uh, we, we've really stepped up and started playing some different stuff. We, we are a cover band, and we've really changed around some of the stuff that we're doing. So if you have seen us and haven't seen us in a while, uh, come on out uh, this, this Saturday at 7 o'clock at the Hunter Gatherer Hangar down at Owens Field. And uh, we're looking forward to having a really good time with you guys down there. Uh, but thanks again for those who came. Saw uh, Don Markle and the Blacksmiths. <clears throat> sometimes, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's tough being a celebrity and keeping up with all your bands. Um, sometimes <laughs> I need to find bands that don't begin in D. Um, but uh, thanks again for all of you that came out. We had a great time. Thanks to the White Mule for for being so uh, hospitable to us and uh, looking forward, really looking forward to the hangar. I've been wanting to play there since I saw a couple of friends play there. Uh, really cool place. Sound was, was so, I did not know how they do the sound there, and it is fantastic. So looking forward to it. <clears throat> so, um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you have to excuse me. Maria's gotten, Maria's got me into this thing where I'm running now again at 530 in the morning. Something I did years ago, dropped a ton of weight. I guess I need to drop a ton of weight again. And um, it's been good. It's fun to run with her. Uh, we take our dog Sandy. We run around our neighborhood. We have a great neighborhood to run in. But uh, it sure, <laughs> it when I hit the coffee a little bit later, it sure makes the the phlegm come up. Trying to try if you if it sounds like uh, I'm coming in and out, it's I'm hitting that mute button a good bit today. So you you'll have to excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I am, uh, well, what's the best way to put this? Um, Hey, listen, we need to have a talk. I I know that doesn't sound good, and it's really not as bad as it seems, but we need to sit down and talk for a second. Are Are you somewhere where you can pay attention to me just for a little bit? I know that sometimes people do stuff in the background, um, but but can you just can you just give me a f- just a few moments today, and just focus for a second here? I've got we've got a bunch of new listeners, by the way. They probably wonder what in the world I'm doing. <clears throat> I want to say uh, hello to the folks over KKTY Tiger Country Radio. Yes, that's right. Your boy your boy is broadcast on a country radio station. I'm really happy to be a part of them. They're very, very nice. Welcome, un- welcome, welcoming us over there. You, as you folks at KKTY can see, I'm uh, very professional. Uh, so if you're in your car, don't stop driving. Uh, just quit looking at your phone or whatever else you people do when you're driving in your car. God, I'm seeing more and more of that these days. It's driving me crazy. But we do. We, we need to have a talk. And... Um, it's pretty important we have this talk. Now, I know we've, <laughs> last week I promised some interviews were coming, and they are, but we we do need to sit and discuss something really quick, and and I, I want you to hear me on this. I, I've been, I feel like I've been a little preachy lately, and I'm going to try to back off that. And it seems like I'm diving right into it today. 
and I really thought about not doing this show. But the more and more I thought about not doing it, the more and more I realized that that is just the wrong thing to do. So I'm taking a little bit of time, and, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, my time is stretched thin. So I'm taking this little bit of time for you. Just take a few minutes with me. We're not going on a whole hour here today. We're not. Just, just, just be here in the moment with me right now, okay? I want to tell you this, and I want you to hear it. Everything is going to be all right. Did you hear what I said? Everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be just fine. Now, there's somewhere out there amongst the thousands of people that listen to this show each week. <laughs> there's someone out there that just got pulled over. Um, there, There's someone out there that just got... Uh, an email pop up to, like from the IRS. I, I, <laughs> the law of averages is something just happened to someone when I said that. And it's probably the most ironic moment ever in this podcast's life. If you, if you did have something bad happen, send it to me. I'm just curious. Chad at localbarmedia.com. Somewhere sitting in, someone somewhere sitting in a hospital right now in a waiting room, probably listening to this show Thinking I'm going to call them down, calm them down. Thank you, number one, for reaching out for this show when you need a little shoulder to lean on. And I probably just ruined that for you, or maybe I helped. I don't know. There's some of you out there that feel like I don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. And I want you to know that I actually do know that. Man, I am, I, I am more and more, I am more and more shocked at the amount of, yeah, the amount of outrage we see and how we all go just over the top about everything. And then, you know, you, you, you watch that and then you realize there's a disconnect from what you see on Twitter or on the news or on Facebook. They, there is a huge disconnect between that and reality. But, you know, reality is a lot of times what we perceive it to be. It doesn't mean perceptions reality. It means what we perceive we allow for it to become our reality. This is a this is a brilliant Hank Thorpe ism that I learned from listening to all of the above radio all those years ago. It does not mean that perception is reality. No, no, no. It means your perception is your reality. We, we allow for, for that to happen. And we should try to find a way to disconnect from that crap more. And we, and we don't. And I understand that. And I get, I get caught up in it as much as the rest of you. But there, there is such a disconnect there. And, and, we, and we worry so much about the things that we read and, and see. And, and I think that's what bothers me the most. Not just the outrage and the expression that we all want to have now on things. They all want to blurt out about stuff. It, it, it is, and it's also the political season. So all these folks are going to promise everything in the world to you. And for some reason, we're going to keep believing them. And then we're going to be upset when they let us down. I don't know why, 
and 200 years of this government, we can't figure out that it's this way every time. But the worry is something that I'm seeing more and more, and and that bothers me. And it bothers me because I know what weathermen do, and it drives me crazy. One, one of these days, one of these days, I'm going to have Garrett Beatonball on the show. Garrett Beatonball is a guy that I grew up with. He is a um, weatherman down in Jacksonville, Florida. He's been in Charlotte, North Carolina for a stint. He is a super cool dude, exactly the kind of personality you want for your weatherman. He's also very smart. Um, and I, I want to have him on because I want to talk about the ridiculousness that weathermen are. Have you? Do you watch the Weather Channel? All right. So, if you watch the Weather Channel, there's there's a couple of things that uh, you you need to you need to understand, and I, and I want to point out to you. Number one, I think it's where women go to get pregnant. Those of you that watch the Weather Channel, have you ever noticed this? That whenever someone comes on new, within three months they start showing on the Weather Channel. So it's either um, a great job that allows for incredible benefits and time off that allows for people to, to, to work a job like that, which can be extremely strenuous. I mean, have you seen Anchorman? And um, it allows them to be able to do that or either, uh, I don't know, news organizations send people there to keep them working while they're going through labor. I, I don't know. Maybe they just have the best parties. I don't know what it is. But the Weather Channel is crazy because you go there and you're having a baby. You, you just are. Watch it. I get you. Turn on the Weather Channel today. You will see a pregnant woman telling you the channel, uh, telling you the weather. Some point today, you will see it. It's 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 always been that way. Nobody ever talks about that. Maybe nobody watches the Weather Channel. I don't know. But um, the other thing that you'll see, because it's that time of year for us down here in the southeast. It's hurricane time. Now, hurricane, I've, <laughs> I can't even say this. And, and this is not a joke. This is this is actually a real life deal. <laughs> but I I have to I have to uh live with the <laughs> live with the fact that this next statement is true. So, hurricanes hurricanes have become political now <laughs> because they have um it's not it's not just people blaming Trump for them. I want you to know that I remember Bush getting the second Bush getting blamed for hurricanes as well. <laughs> Surprisingly Obama didn't. But we have we have allowed for hurricanes to become political. I was um I was always interested when I was I've always had a, an interest in geology. I have no background in it. Um, but I'm I'm fascinated with geology and and not just that, but um, and not just how the the Earth shifts, but how the weather has always affected it and what's going on. And it's it's so funny if you if you when I talk to my friends that live outside of the Southeast, um, they think we get like one or two like hurricanes a year, and they're and they're and they're really bad when they come through. And sometimes that's true. I mean, sometimes we get some storms that are that are pretty rough. Um, but you know, we get a lot of them. <laughs> like in a, in, a, in about a month or two, we'll start getting like one every two weeks, and they come through, and they're storms, <clears throat> and they're kind of predictable once they get close. 
Not really, but 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 kind of. Um, you know you're going to have some rain that afternoon. The storm's coming. If you look at a map, this is one of my favorite things to do. There's a map that somebody had. I think it was 2012 of um, the tracks that all the hurricanes have taken uh, that year. And it looked like somebody was weaving something over the state of Florida. Like We, we have a lot of them. But every now and then, and and let me let me not. I don't want to be too joking about this because I lived through Hugo. It was a it was a devastating storm uh, back 1988, 1989. Um, he uh, when Hugo came through, it was um, it was devastating, and it was big. Okay, it was Cat Five, Category Five. Last time we had a Category Five here, I can't I can't remember the statistics on it. Um, but it ripped us up. We still we have scars of Hugo still around the state. <clears throat> there's um there's a lot that we haven't repaired. There are some people that lost their homes and people that died. Um and, and it was it was terrible. So we understand, especially those of us that, that were alive then, that uh these things can be serious. And there is you cannot stop them. When they want to come through, there's no wall you can put up. There's no roof you can you can keep on top of you. They mean business. And they care nothing for what is in their way. It is it it was a lesson in respecting nature that all of us got down here. And uh it's always kind of funny to me when people want to talk about about uh, climate change and the effects. That you can almost see the generational difference, you know, and and like the Gen Xers and then the people that that came after us, and you know, we're looking at them or the baby, all of us older than that, kind of in this area that lived through it are kind of like, yeah, we yeah we get what can happen. Like we 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 got you can tell when you're talking about climate change in South Carolina. And you want to talk about how serious nature can be. There are people that get it. So I want you to understand that while I'm throwing some jokes out about this, I, I do get the severity of it. What I'm talking about with the Weather Channel, though, is they they will make you believe that Hurricane Hugo was coming five times every year. Five times. And the conspiracy theorist in me wants to believe that they have something, some underhanded, under-the-table agreement with Publix and Harris Teeter and Ingalls and the Piggly Wiggly and all the other grocery stores we have in this area because they seem to stock up on bottled water, milk, and bread. First of all, what are you doing with milk and bread? I mean, I get the milk maybe for babies, but people buy milk and they haven't drank it in five years whenever these storms come through and we start hyping them up. I mean, I get the bottled water. But really? And that bread, come on, bread's going to last you a few days. It's not going to keep you alive for weeks. But we do, and the reason we do it, and the reason the reason the Weather Channel does it, is there's two reasons. Number one, at their heart, and I can't deny this because I, I'm sure from knowing people like Garrett Beatonball and all these folks, there there is a sense of wanting to make sure people understand the severity of this and the safety that goes along with it. There are always idiots that that don't take these when we when they're real, when they are big time. There are people that are out there dancing around and doing stupid stuff. Okay, that's not what you need to do. You need to evacuate, you need to get out of there because again, I mean, there are people that are like, "No, I'm going to stay with my home." Like, why? You're not going to hold it up. 
let me tell you what Hugo did. Okay. You're, you're not going to save your house if it starts to fall. Okay. Um, a lot of, a lot of you saw Katrina and that was more of the flooding. Hugo was a storm surge and the winds were nuts and it was, um, so it was a little different. We didn't have the internet back then. So a lot of people aren't aware of, of, of what, of the devs devastating effects that, 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 that thing gave. Um, so I, I think at their heart that they, they do worry about the safety and security of folks, but they also care about ratings <laughs> and it's like, well, there's a storm brewing off the coast. It's right now it's a category one and we think it may strengthen to a category five by the time it gets it. That thing's a category one. It ain't going anywhere and it's probably turning north. I'm not going to freak out about every storm, but, but what happens is as soon as one gets somewhat close, oh, that could have been terrible. It could have been horrible. If that would have happened. Oh my God. I don't, I don't know what we would have done, but there's another one right behind it. So keep watching. We'll have round the clock coverage. Oh my God. Last year when, uh, or two years ago, two years now, when Hurricane Maria hit Puerto Rico, it was devastating. It was, it was awful. Um, Maria, my wife and I happened to be in Puerto Rico two days before it hit. Number one, that island was not ready for a hurricane. As a guy who's lived through a big one, as I walked around that island, I couldn't get over how unprepared it was. So it was, it was devastating. It was devastating to see. And, uh, we, we kind of knew, you know, it's funny, like all of us that, that had lived in South Carolina and we were there <laughs> walking around the island a few days before one of the conversations we had was, man, can you imagine? I think, I think even Marshall and I, uh, one of the guys that was down there with us, he and I even had the conversation. Can you imagine if Hugo came through now? It was just a conversation we had while we were in Puerto Rico. Little did we know a few days later. There was a hurricane coming, and it was going to do just that to to the island. So there, there are times that you have to be very respectful to that to that stuff. What I'm talking about is the outrage that lives around it, and 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 I again, I, I'm I'm going to tell you, I know at their heart that a lot of the meteorologists and a lot of the folks that are working in the weather centers do have people's um, best interest and in safety at heart. However. The people that are selling the advertising dollars, the folks that are writing the checks, hey, we need to uh, trump this up a little bit. And, and it's apparent because you see it in the overhype that's there for 90% of the year that it doesn't need to be. And I'm not saying that if they get a couple of them wrong, if a couple of them turn north, if a couple of them slow down, at least they were going the right way. Live here long enough and you understand. It's just hype, okay? But it's hype that has dollars behind it. George Carlin uh, would talk about uh, money whenever he would make fun of government or corporations or uh, a lot of times when he was just making fun of people. And, and, and as a kid or even just as a naive young adult, I, I didn't really understand that. I completely do today. Whenever you want to know if something's real or not, whenever you want to know what's really at the heart of any matter, generally, if you follow the money, you can find out. Most of the hype on the Weather Channel is just to sell advertising space, just to keep your eyes glued. It's the same thing we've dealt with the news post-Walter Cronkite. 
You can love the news or you can hate it. I, I don't really care. There's no denying. It is sensationalized. It is part of Sweeps Week. Ever since the inception of cable news, it has been part of Sweeps Week. We get so riled up over the news, which is, let's just, just say what it is. Cable news is just political theater. When was the last time you saw something on the news that was about you know, some something local, something happening. No, it's police shootings. It's whatever somebody in politics and House, the Senate said. It is whoever upset someone over the hot button items of the day that are still political theater, sexism, racism, whatever we can tag with those things. And then, of course, every news Every political theater outlet's favorite subject, Donald Trump. And it's all out of control. It is so out of control that it makes the weathermen look like boring librarians. It is whatever I can get. From you out of your pocket to pay these advertising dollars. And now, now we're even going to Twitter and we're asking for people to boycott the advertisers for those shows. Why? Well, you're told because we can't let anybody have a voice. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to, I want to explain something to you that your politicians know. And every one of them knows this. Every one of them knows this. They are not going to win in an argument of free speech in this nation. The uh, the congresswoman that came out and said that people need to be arrested if they make fun of people in Congress, that's really freaking hilarious. I don't care how extreme we get in this country, you're not going to lose that one. Just like my other things. Oh, by the way, I got somebody. I got somebody who emailed me the other day on my thing about um, outlawing abortions and about how I keep saying you people make a big deal out of it and it's never it's never really going to change. And someone emailed me and said, well, look at the changes now. Look at the state, the states that are proposing. Look at the bills that are being passed. I'm going to tell you the same thing for any of the I've, I've had a couple people email me. I tell you the same thing I told them. Just wait. It's not over. I hate to tell you this, but these people play political theater with your lives and the things that you find important. This this whole Second Amendment thing, they understand it. They understand that this stuff is theater. Why do you think they call for the boycott of people's shows, of, of the sponsors for people's shows? Because they know that the money runs things. They're not saying don't watch his show, which would be, number one, helpful uh, because it keeps you from seeing the other point of view. Number two, the advertisers would feel it. But no, they're saying don't just do that. And the reason they're saying that is because they know that you're going to consume what these people are saying anyway. You're going to watch the show so you can get the the fire and you can get the sound bites to throw back in somebody else's face. And you can make the great meme. And, and for some reason, some reason, as a society, 
We have done the thing that I thought we would not do. You want to know? You want to know where where Chad was wrong? When I was a senior in college, I had this absolute knockdown, drag out debate with a roommate of mine over the fact that with the internet and the access to information, that our country—I could not speak for the world—but our country would not get dumber; we would get smarter. Our reading level, our average reading level would increase. People's accessibility to news and facts and information would only increase. And as a nation, we would become smarter. And I was wrong on that. Ladies and gentlemen, collectively, we're dumber. We have more access to things. And we have done nothing but manipulate more of it. And now we've been doing that for so long. Now we're emotionally charged because we're going back and we're finding nuances of stories that are fabricated. We can't even tell the true history of things anymore. Most people can't. I mean, it's not just news. It's it's all of it. So I work in healthcare. And, um, you know, one day I had this, this toothache and it was really bothering me and it was kind of going up into my sinuses and it is this thing where there's this sinus blockage and it, I can feel it happening in one of my, the, the, the upper part of my jaw and into my teeth. And then I know that that sinus thing is coming in it and it can kind of itch a little bit on my head. And if I rub the back of my neck, it sometimes makes it feel better. So I was, I was trying to figure out, you know, what all these things have in common and, and what I can do to proactively keep this from happening. Cause when this sinus thing happens to me, I can't sleep. It's terrible. So I, um, I looked it up on WebMD and apparently I'm going through menopause. So I've, I've got to, you know, Maybe start taking some estrogen. I, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do. We go to the internet. Like, we go to Wikipedia. My, I was so proud of my daughter yesterday. I brought up something on, on, we Googled something. We were looking for something that she had talked about at Vacation Bible School, and we couldn't remember all the parts of it. So we looked it up, and I was like, I was like oh, here, here it is. And she says, well, Daddy, is that on Wikipedia? Like, yeah, she's like, I, yeah, I don't really trust that. Oh, my God. I'm so thankful. Wikipedia is one of the dumbest things ever. Everybody that you know can add whatever they want to to Wikipedia, but we now treat it like it is an encyclopedia. It was a joke for the longest time. When I was, you know, when I was growing up, you couldn't use it to cite a source. Now it's fine. It is absolutely fine to go to Wikipedia. We talk about fact-checking all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, we haven't fact-checked crap. People are like, well, I've looked on Snopes. Who made Snopes the authority? <laughs> We've just taken it all for granted and we've run with it. And, and, and that in and of itself is intellectually lazy. And so I lost my argument as a society. As a society, we have quit. We have quit thinking critically and we have started running with whatever soundbite we can find. Who cares about the whole story? I got myself a soundbite. It's now for or against whatever argument I want to battle. And, and I've seen that before. I mean, I was doing public relations work. Help. Hell, I, 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 I helped that. I did that. I was good at it. Of course, what I was doing was sports related, but still. I, um, it devastates me, though. 
because I see it affect everyone. I, I, I've said this before on the show about politics, and, and again, I'm not doing a political show. Thank you again to those of you that email me. I'm just not. I'm not doing it. By the way, people have asked me who I listen to politically. Uh, Justin Robert Young has a podcast called Politics, Politics, Politics. It is one of the most entertaining, and Justin's breakdown of politics is fantastic. I love it. I don't agree with him on everything, but I love his show. It's very quick. It's wonderful. Check that out. There's your political show if you want to hear one. Love it to death. And Jury is Jury is wonderful with the way he he breaks things down. I he very very in tune with how the machine works and is entertaining as hell. Um. But one of the things that I've said before is uh, I do not understand why people allow whoever is the president of the United States to ruin their day every single day. And, and I understand more and more that what you're fed is outrage. These people are outraged at this. They're outraged at that. I'm not saying that major things haven't happened. But if, you know, Trump gets up and tweets something and it ruins some people's day. Ladies and gentlemen, our sports figures now are beloved if they say something for or against a president. I'm not against them having an opinion. I'm not even against them expressing it. I want to know why all of us are running around like something that one of them said is gospel. Why that makes us either pull for them or not. How many, I've said this before, and man, people hate it. How many Tom Brady fans are out there right now listening to me? How many Bill Belichick fans are out there right now listening to me? How many of you love Donald Trump? Some of you, but I bet a bunch of you don't. I got a lot of friends on my Facebook page I could call out on this. I don't see you turning your back on your football team because they like somebody that you don't. And you shouldn't, because that would be ridiculous. But we have to. We we have got we have got to have a cause so bad we can't stand it. And so we allow something that we have zero control over to absolutely affect our attitude. And our attitude is the one thing we can control whenever we're faced with any situation and what guides our day more than anything else. And we let someone who sits in a chair absolutely mess with our attitude just because we see oh i see his name and i hate it well okay i get that you don't like anything he stands for now how much are you going to let that affect well if he wasn't president i I would be okay with it i'd be fine no you should be fine anyway promote somebody else go work in somebody else's campaign You don't have to wear his t-shirt. You don't have to walk around with a MAGA hat. But quit making it ruin your day because you're ruining mine because you're being in a grumpy attitude. Well, what what am I going to do if I wake up tomorrow and Trump's still president? You'll live. You will freaking live. That's exactly what you'll do. You will live. And I I am amazed at the outrage. And I'm amazed at the despair that we're allowing our politicians to sell us. 
If you don't vote for Trump again, all this horrible stuff is going to happen. If you do vote for Trump again, all this horrible stuff is going to happen. I've already heard in two and a half years that women are going to lose the right to vote. That is atrociously stupid. And anyone who believes it is a moron. I'm sorry. It's moronic to believe that. Maybe I I shouldn't say it that hard. How about this? Let me me put it this way. To allow someone to make you believe that that is going to happen is emotionally based and misdirected. And we we allow people to sell us this. And why, why are they selling it to us? Because they want something from you. They want advertising dollars. They want campaign dollars. They want something. I have lived now through who? Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, and Trump. And a hundred different iterations of the House and Senate. And I promise you, the world has kept turning. Oh, oh yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Unemployment goes up and down. Um... The economy greatly affects everyone. Sure. Absolutely. Presidents cut funding. Um, whether it be, uh, private government comes in and makes good things. I mean, private uh, private companies come in, make good things happen. GovCo comes in, makes bad things happen. It goes either way. The world keeps turning. We have a system in our government where we vote every so often and not all of you do it, but all of you complain about it. And then all of you sanctimoniously say you voted for it and, and, and you didn't. Well, except for those of you up there in Pittsburgh who for the last three democratic primaries have had 114% voter turnout. It's amazing how you guys did that, but everywhere else we don't have that kind of turnout and we need to do better with that. But the truth of the matter is, is the reason the system was set up that way is because you're going to get things the way you want to sometimes. And you and the, and the people that think something different from you are going to get the way they want it too. And that balance is going to allow us to see different sides and move forward. And the problem is we're not seeing the other side anymore. Someone asked me the other day, how many people I block on Twitter and Facebook? And the answer is none. And, and the reason for that is because I want to hear what your side is. I don't care how crazy your thoughts are. I want to see it. I want to hear it. And me hearing it is not going to ruin my day. It is not going to make us less friends. It's going to, it's going to make me not talk politics with you because I greatly disagree with it. But if you want to tell me your side, I want to hear it. If you want to emotionally shout me down and start labeling people, then I don't want anything to do with it. And that's that's what these discussions have become. We have become the crazy weathermen. But we're not as slick as Jim Cantori. No, we are out there and we are outraged. We are getting in people's faces and we are like hitting people. We're not fighting now over politics. Well, it's because they started it. Shut up. Act like an adult. We're getting to the point now where we're we're yelling at each other about everything. We can't sit at a bar and have a drink with each other now because someone believes in a different political ideology. Are you freaking kidding me? 
We're moving backwards now to where we're saying that someone's race and gender does make them better or separate or they need to catch up. Stuff that none of us that are born today have any control over. And we're going wild with it. And we're losing it. And there are so many of you that are listening to me right now that are saying, yes, Chad, I actually do think that way. And this is why. And I am not talking to you. I'm talking to all the rest of you. I'm talking to the majority of you. No matter what you vocal minority think. I'm talking to the majority of you that are trying to find a way away from this stuff, who have even thought about skipping through this podcast or turning it off. Those of you who live in the islands when the storms are coming by and you see everybody, those couple of weathermen that are railing about how this is the most detrimental storm in your life you'll ever see, stay tuned for News at 11. And you're just trying to figure out, is, is, is everything going to be okay? And the answer is yes. Everything is going to be just fine. People talk and sensationalism exists and everybody wants to get riled up. Someone asked me one day, why I didn't talk about uh, certain uh, social issues on my show. And the reason I don't is because this is a positive show. And a lot of that stuff is is predicated in the negative. And I don't care to get into it. There's that. The people that usually ask me those questions probably wouldn't like my opinion <laughs> on some of it. So I don't know why they really want to hear because they're also the people that shout folks down and block people that have opposing viewpoints. I guess they just want to find out which box I exist in. I think I'm pretty um, I think I'm pretty open. I think people understand that that I'm kind of a hey, I'd like to hear your opinion kind of guy, but you know. But everything is going to be okay. The world is going to keep turning. No, not everything's coming to an end. Now, does that mean there aren't storms out there? Yes, Hugo existed. Katrina happened. Earthquakes come. Those storms are out there. But not every rain cloud is a Cat 5 storm. Not every time the wind blows is it a sign that a Richter scale destroying earthquake is coming. We get so riled up because we allow for that vocal minority to tell us the end of the world is coming. Used to be a guy on the street corner holding up a sign. Now it's 90% of the internet, or at least the loudest part of it. And what that does is it takes energy away from us. And we can't focus on the things that we need to. When was the last time? When was the last time anybody talked about shooting in a school? Was the last time there was a school shooting? Such an important thing. We had the march for our lives a year and three months ago. Still haven't done anything, have we? Columbine happened 20 years ago. Great political theater, isn't it? Something I can run on.
Let me tell you what I'm going to do on my campaign. This country is founded on people that wanted to keep you in the dark about things. They see things like school shootings. They allow for bailouts of government programs and or of companies. They take your heart on money. And they go, uh, go out and they put it in places you would never spend your hard-earned money. They let people over the border that shouldn't be here. Or they don't let people over the border that should be here. Whichever way you want to look at it. But I'm running for this office and I want you to know that I will make everything better as soon as I get in. Because if I'm not in, everything's going to hell. And for some reason, we believe that crappy sales speech. That's the same damn sales speech that's been going on 200 years. And we are absolutely okay with it. <laughs> President Lincoln <laughs> President Lincoln gave a speech about how we need to work together as people. But two years before, he was giving a speech about how all African Americans should be shipped to Honduras. I, you know, we, we just want... We just want to buy whatever someone is selling us because we believe that everything is as bad as people says it is. I'll tell you this. There are storms out there. There are bad things that can happen. Yes, that's absolutely true. But not everything that's coming is going to be bad. Sure, can things get better in this country and in this world? Yes, we can be more loving. We can be more caring. We can we can reach out to each other a little bit more. Yes, we can do that. Is the stuff that people are selling you in the political theater and on television today the truth? Absolutely, it is not. You want, you, you want me to prove my point to you? Look around your neighborhood. Don't look on the television. Look around your damn neighborhood. That's Chad's proof right there. Look at your community that's within your reach. That's Chad's proof that the world's not coming to an end. People want to tell you that everything's just awful. That this country is one of the worst countries ever. We just celebrated July 4th. And I, and I heard a bunch of speeches from people talking about how horrible this country is. I, I want to explain something to you. Um, the reason why I have absolutely always loved this country is number one, I have friends that live outside of it, so I know better. Number two, we haven't been great, but we are the country more than any other country that has ever been on this planet that has bettered itself. We didn't treat African-Americans right. We didn't treat women right. We didn't treat gays right. I'm in South Carolina. We're still not 100% on that. But we, we, we've we had times before in our past where we haven't been good. And what have we done? We've gotten better. Well, you got better because somebody came and told you what to do. All right, so how'd that work in Russia, Japan, China? How's, how's racism in China and Japan? You Go ahead and tell me. Don't know? You, you probably want to look into it. How's that freedom of speech thing going for the press over in England? You remember that place we left? Because we wanted to better ourselves and our freedoms that we had for individuals, we may not be the best that we can be, and I'm not saying that we are, but if anybody tells you that we're the worst and we're awful and we've never been good, honey, the reason we are the country we are today, the reason there are a lot of us that are working together, the reason why there are people that I'm learning from or writing the check to me that are a different race, creed, or color than me, or sex, is because as a country, we have gotten better. Don't you dare let anybody tell you that you can't get better, that we can't get better, that we haven't gotten better. Don't let anybody sell that crap to you. This is what I mean. 
It's going to be okay. It has been okay. It is going to get better. Bad things are going to happen, yes. But the little things are just little things. Please smile more. Please turn off the radio, the TV. Quit looking at Twitter for a few days at least. Have a drink with your friend. Talk politics and listen to him. And change the subject. Have some fun for a while. We're in the we're in the beginning of a presidential campaign. There's soon going to be four. There's going to start as soon as president is inaugurated. People are going to be starting the next campaign already. It's it's going to get that way in my lifetime. I know it is. Don't let that stuff wear you out. Don't let everything get to you. Don't let other people scare you. Life is not bad. It's going to be good. Maybe you can make it better at things within your reach. But do that. Pay attention to the things within your reach. If they need help, then help them. If they just need to be respected, if they need to, 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 to show you something, that the world is okay, then take that crap in. It's not that bad. It's just not, ladies and gentlemen. This is coming from a guy who over the past two years has been unemployed twice. (laughs) Mother-in-law went through breast cancer. His wife went through all this kind of upheaval who has been through a lot of stuff he's not going to tell you about. Who has seen people close to him, including his wife, lose people that meant a lot to them going to tell you it's all going to be all right or another way life is too short to take everything too seriously have some fun with it go smile Thanks for stopping by the bar. We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. All that to say, I actually picked up the next guest. This is going to be a politician. Can't wait to see how this goes. Hey, listen, uh, Duncan Simpson, the accused, playing at the hangar down at Owens Field, 6.30 on Saturday. Come see us. Until then, take care. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com.